everybody? Welcome to another episode of Trust Your Board Podcast. My name is Stephen Wright, joined by Mr. William Monroe. Well, how you doing? Doing well, Steve. Just got back from uh, a little vacation. I was at a friend's bachelor party for the weekend down in Ocean City, Maryland. So took Monday off as well. So a long day at work getting caught up on everything. But um, other than that, back in the swing of things here and we're almost midway through the week. Yeah, it's good to hear. I was saying beforehand to Will, um, both my car and uh, house air <laughs> conditioning went out. So uh, I'm the opposite of a vacation right now, <laughs> whatever that is. Yeah. Not, uh, not a great time. Not That's at all. Okay. That is okay, because it's draft season. Me and you just finished up our uh, Triple S Showdown box. Or not box, actual drafts. Yeah, we did. Yeah, <laughs> yeah real drafts. Um, so that worked out pretty well. That was fun. Um, yeah, always a good little exercise. You know, you do it over a week or yeah, so. Tough league to draft in. We had said it before in, in last week, but yeah, Superflex, tight end premium, a lot of different scoring formats. Tough league to draft in, but uh, that's what makes it fun. Absolutely. Pulled up a couple of headlines here for the last week here, Steve. I just kind of called a few things. Um, I don't know if we talked about the rookie Rashad Bateman's injury. I think that was right around the time we recorded last week. Um, but it seems like it's definitely nothing minor. <clears throat> does seem like it is somewhat major, but they're saying weeks, not months. So that's a better sign. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Still not ideal, but better. Yeah. Yeah, and in rookie receiver, you know, you redraft the leagues, you're probably not drafting him now. Um, if you were, it was, you know, mid to late rounds, but definitely something to take note of, probably off a lot of people's draft boards. Um, in the positive direction, though, as of early last week, Carson Wentz is trending upward, they're trending toward playing in week one, which is interesting. Yeah, that's good. I mean, that gives you a little bit more confidence in the other weapons, so, you know, the Pittman, the Flyer on Hilton, stuff like that, um, mm-hmm. you know. Wentz is still a big time gamble, but overall, yeah, that's yeah. that's good news. Yeah, I mean, maybe it gives you a little more confidence in some of the other weapons with Taylor and some of the receivers that are there. Yeah, I think I don't know if we mentioned Justin Jefferson getting hurt while we recorded last week, but news came back that it seems like it's more just a sprain, so avoided the major issues uh, there with him. Uh, but still, something I guess to monitor as we move along here yeah, in our drafts. Worrisome there. Got Elijah Moore got hurt last week with a quad injury. Seemed like it's anything super major, but definitely something that is going to hinder him, especially a rookie here in mini camp or in training camp. Yeah, not ideal. You know, if he starts off slow, he usually takes rookies a little while to get acclimated anyway. So that's just going to push him further out. Yeah, actually, I saw this one this weekend and I didn't get to talk to you about it. Uh, former Washington running back Darius Geis has officially been suspended the first six weeks of the season. So I guess his off-the-field issues have, I wouldn't say been resolved, but yeah, come, the, you know, come, ha- had a resolution. Yeah, the legal case was dropped. Um, yeah, so, I mean, no one's picked him up yet, but that is something, you know, Dynasty League-wise, um, if, if you don't want to pick a guy like that up just for moral reasons, totally get it. Um, but if it's something that you want to take a flyer on, he could be a guy that, suspended six weeks but ends up in maybe a decent situation because he had some talent just was never really able to stay healthy and obviously you know stay out of trouble as well yeah absolutely well we'll see you know i, I don't have much uh hope for him 
given he hasn't played in a while. He got hurt all the time when he did play and, you know, the off-field trouble, so I'm not really expecting much. But, yeah, who knows? We'll see. Yeah, some minor ones. Anthony Miller got hurt a few days ago, was carted off the shoulder injury. I don't know too many people were going to take a shot on him down there in Houston, but um, Curtis Samuel came off the pup list, so that's exciting. I know a lot of people are hype on him coming into the draft season, so getting him fully practicing is good. Uh, Melvin Gordon dealing with a groin strain. Any uh, movement there for you for Gordon or for uh, the rookie Williams? Uh, I wasn't really drafting Gordon to begin with, so nothing really changes on that front. Um, Javante Williams, yeah, he probably gets a little bit of a bump. Um, yeah, I mean, maybe I'd, I'd draft him. Yeah, no, I'd have to think about that. Yeah, he might get a, a nice little bump on that because a groin injury is definitely something that could linger. Um so yeah, I, I guess I would give him a bit of a bump. How about you? Does that impact you at all? Yeah, I mean, it definitely you're a little more confident that maybe he gets more carries to start the year. Maybe they don't want to rely too much on Melvin. You know, if he does have a somewhat of an injury here, and we're what two, three weeks away from the start of the season, so definitely something to think about. Uh, but and maybe they are get become a little closer in their drafting. Uh, but probably more just a little more confident in, in taking Williams because maybe he gets a role earlier than we expect. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, other than that, um, David Johnson apparently third is string. third yeah. on the list on the depth chart, which is interesting. Uh, going to play more of a Duke Johnson-esque role. Uh, I know a lot of people are going to be pretty bummed, but Tim Tebow has been released. Steve, how are you feeling with that it major news? everything for fantasy, doesn't it? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, if you can't block as a tight end, you're, you're not going to make it. So, no surprise. Exactly. Uh, the last couple of things I saw here today, Darren Waller is back at practice. I know a lot of people were worried because he was out of practice for a while there. So, that's definitely something to note and maybe be a little more confident taking him there in the second or third round. And then uh, J- J- Chase Claypool went down today, got looked at on the sidelines. I didn't get any final word on it but it seemed like people were saying it wasn't as serious as initially thought uh but definitely take a uh take note and definitely think you know keep an eye on that and, and how chase claypool does because i know he was a mid-round guy i was rising on i don't think you were as high but definitely someone that a lot of people are going to take a shot on as your you know third fourth fifth or yeah got to take note of that that's a, that's a big deal and it might be a bump for you know deontay johnson too yeah yeah, so, I mean, that's some major things here. You know, minor, Karrion Johnson was waived by the Eagles. Kind of thanks for him. I know we were both fans of his coming out. Uh, but it seems like might be a career for him. He probably gets picked up somewhere else. But it was an injury designation, so I don't think he was even able to make it through camp without injury. So that's not a great sign for him going forward. Yeah, the end of the road. I mean, he might end up somewhere, but not in any kind of relevant role. So that's a shame, but yeah, it's, it yeah. is what it is. Yeah, well, wraps up, you know, just kind of quick news rundown here. Um, any other things that you have to touch on here before we jump into our mock no, draft? No, I don't think so. I think we can jump right into it. We got a 14-team mock draft here today, probably our last 14-teamer of the year. Um, I'm drafting out of the 5 spot and you all the way back there in the 11 spot. So, uh, interesting. Yeah. yeah, it usually feels like you're at the end, but not quite there yeah, at the 11. Yeah, kind of that. Still kind of in the middle, back into the middle. Um, so, yeah, we'll see how it plays out. You ready to get started? Yeah, let's do it. Let's go ahead and uh, get this thing going. McCaffrey going first off the board. Dalvin Cook, Alvin Kamara, Jonathan Taylor. 
that puts me on the clock. Um, an interesting spot. I mean, a 14 team league, you know, in a regular, you're, you know, regular kind of 12 team league, you can make a case if, you know, this is where you would draft, uh, Adams, if you, if you wanted to go with a wide receiver, uh, but I feel like in a 14 team league, it's, it's that much more deep and you can't really pass up on a mm-hmm. running back at this stage in the game. Um, I'm definitely yeah. not. Uh, it's really ultimately between Derek Henry and Zeke for me. Um, you know, getting some good reports on Zeke. That's making me feel a little bit better there. And I think that's where I'm going to lean given, you know, he's got some pass catching chops that Derek Henry doesn't have. And, you know, the, the more we get closer to draft season, the more I worry a little bit about Henry, maybe getting some of his touchdowns taken away, you know, with Julio there now, you know, assuming Julio is going to catch some touchdowns. But uh, at the end of the day, just more work going to the passing game and maybe hurting Henry. Not that he's going to fall in the top 12 or anything, but, you know, where I would normally lock him in at like four, I'm, I'm dropping him back a couple more spots. So I'm going to go ahead and just lock in Zeke here. I don't think I've mocked and had him all year. So we'll see how everything plays out with him on my team. Uh, there goes Derrick Henry right afterwards. Nick Chubb, Saquon Barkley, Tyreek Hill, the first wide receiver off the board at the 1-9, and then Aaron Jones. You're on the clock. Yeah, puts me in an interesting spot because I was looking at the kind of first wave of running backs there, which are all here off the board. Kelsey, um, and then some of the receivers. I, you know, With the receiver position so deep and this being a 14-team league, I'm more inclined early on here to go with the less deep positions like tight end and running back. So that puts Kelsey squarely in my queue here. And then also you have your running backs that are available in Austin Eckler, Joe Mixon, Najee Harris, Antonio Gibson. Uh, so some decent options there. Uh, I want to try to risk it here. And we'll, we're going to go with Kelsey here at the the 11 spot uh, and see which of these running back gets running backs get back. I, I doubt Austin Eckler makes it back there, but might be able to get a Najee or Antonio Gibson in the next round and, uh, you know, have that tight end position really locked away in a very deep league and then really be able to focus on those other more multiple positions. And then obviously we'll see how the quarterback looks later in the draft here with two extra teams going with the position. So we're going to lock in Kelsey here first. After him, Austin Eckler, Pat Mahomes, Devontae Adams, DeAndre Hopkins, Stephon Diggs, and DK Metcalf. So a couple of the receivers going off the board there. Uh, at this stage, deciding between a Joe Mixon, a Najee Harris, and Antonio Gibson. Definitely tough between the three. I think I like Gibson the most. Interesting that his ADP is the lowest out of the three. Uh, Mixon, Najee, and Gibson. It's tough because I'm, I'm trying to figure out who seems to be the safest option. And, you know, surface level, you do think it's Mixon because he has you know, the most track record behind him there. I don't know that you and I have been super high on him, um, but it, it just seems like they should, you know, have a better offense. Uh, the line isn't great, but it, it's interesting. I think I heard someone talking, comparing Mixon to Harris, and they're in pretty similar situations outside of the Steelers' defense being a lot better. So I think that gives me a slight bump to Najee over Mixon. I, I'm still actually going to look to go with it. I'm sorry, Najee over Mixon there. But I'm still going to look to go with Antonio Gibson. I really think he's going to take that another step forward. He proved that he can run the ball really effectively. And he was an excellent pass catcher coming out of college. So can only imagine that that's going to remain the same or get better. 
he's a guy that I think has a pretty safe floor, not too much around him there. And, a, you know, great defense, just like Najee. Really, the only difference is, you know, quarterback. Uh, and then the offensive line, I think, is a little bit better in, in Washington. So we're going to go with Antonio Gibson here. Uh, a little bit of a reach, says ADP, but I'm uh, pretty satisfied there, starting off with Kelsey and Gibson here in a pretty deep league. After him, Calvin Ridley, Joe Mixon, Najee Harris, A.J. Brown, Justin Jefferson. Yeah, it would have been nice for Najee to to get to me. I was getting a little excited after the Joe Mixon pick that, you know, maybe <laughs> it'd slip on through, yeah. but apparently not. Um, so, again, we, we keep pounding that's deep league, but I mean, because it's deep league, I struggle to not pick another wide or running back here. You know, I'm definitely not going with a wide receiver. I, I wouldn't mind a tight end. I'm wondering if one of them could get back to me. Probably not, but you know, maybe Waller's ADP has fallen a little bit um, since the injury and he could slip through. I don't think so, but you know, at the end of the day, I'm not going to pass up on another quality running back to get a tight end now. I'm okay waiting and you know, see if I can get somebody in that Andrews tier. And um, you know, running backs are looking at Dobbins, Clyde Edwards Alaire, DeAndre Swift, uh, Josh Jacobs. So the one, the one that jumps out to me out of all of them would be Clyde Edwards-Alaire. You know, I, I could see a path for Swiss really good. I could see a path for J.K. Dobbins. But, you know, Clyde is on the best offense in the league. And, you know, he can catch the ball. He can do a lot of different things. We didn't see it all last year. So, you know, they could be holding him back. Or maybe he's not, you know, as good in the NFL as we thought he was going to be. Um, but I want to put my bet there, given the offense that he's on and that upside. Like Clyde has top five upside to me. Um, if he could put it all together, you know, he's got to get some touchdowns. You could steal some touchdowns. You know, if you grab, you know, siphon one off of Tyreek and siphon one off of Kelsey on the year, get two more touchdowns. It's a big deal. Uh, and it's definitely something that happens year in and year out across the league. So I don't think it's a big re- reach to say that could happen. So I'm going to lock him in as my second wide receiver. I'd, I like my 12-team leagues where I could get him as like my third, but uh, we'll lock him in as my second. Still pretty comfortable there. Um, my tight end idea is squashed almost immediately. Keenan Allen, then Kittle and Waller go back-to-back. <laughs> DeAndre Swift rounding out the second round, and then we got McLaurin, Dobbins, Montgomery, and Josh Allen, our second quarterback off the board. So here I am again. Um, we'll run down some positions here at running back, Josh Jacobs, Miles Sanders, Chris Carson, Daryl Henderson, Travis Etienne, Kareem Hunt at wide receiver, Alan Robinson, Mike Evans, Julio Jones, Amari Cooper, Chris Godwin, Cooper cup. So plenty of good options here. Um, in both positions, really. I mean, adding, you know, Josh Jacobs or Daryl Henderson here for three running backs in this deep of a league is pretty good. Um, you know, Alan Robinson, Mike Evans, uh, Mark Cooper, Godwin, all good wide receiver ones. I think I want to see, though, what this team would look like in a deeper league if I started with three running backs. You know, as deep as the wide receiver position is, it is a little bit of a gamble to, to wait this long to get a wide receiver since there's that many more players getting taken. Um, but I kind of want to see what it would look like. And I think the guy I want to take a shot on, believe it or not, is going to be Daryl Henderson. Uh, you know, it could blow up in my face if he gets hurt, but if he if he can manage to stay healthy for the majority of the season in the Rams offense being the guy 
that could be a huge win. And I think he's got upside that the others probably don't have. I think Josh Jacobs probably still has it, but the others in this tier don't. So we're going to lock him in, see what this three running back start looks like in a bigger league. So he's locked in. Miles Sanders, Josh Jacobs, Mike Evans, Allen Robinson, Chris Carson off the board. Oh, no. Carson, man. man. I was hoping one of them got through. And I figured it might have been Henderson uh, had you not taken him. But, yeah, unfortunately, not the case. Yeah, man, long distance. I thought I would be reaching a bit there for him, but you uh, you made the, the reach there for me. Um, so we'll take a look and uh, see what's available here. You still only have those top two quarterbacks off the board and the top three tight ends, both positions that I'm not necessarily looking at here, given that I have taken a tight end already. Um, so receivers, we're looking at Julio Jones, Amari Cooper, Chris Godwin, Cooper Cup, CD Lamb, DJ Moore. Um, quite a few options there. Given that the teams behind me, all three of them have a combined one running back, uh, I'm pretty confident that I'll be able to get a decent receiver, a receiver in that kind of tier of guys in the next round. Um, and there's the running back position is, is drying up quickly. And the guy that I was looking at, in addition to Daryl Henderson there, because I figured that Sanders, Jacobs, and Carson would be gone, is Cream Hunt. Uh, it's just a, a safer option, and we are taking him in the third round here. But I guess you're probably looking at, what, 28 picks plus 10. So you're looking at, you know, pick 39, 40. His ADP is 54, but, you know, given that it's a scarce league, you want to make sure you can lock in those those scarce positions, and that's tight end and running back. So this will give me a second running back and uh, tight end. So I've got the starting positions there locked in, and then you know pretty confident I'll be able to get a decent receiver, or maybe look to just lock in a third running back after that as well. So we're going to start here and grab Cream Hunt. And after him goes Julio, Kyle Pitts, Lamar Jackson. Mark Cooper, Chris Godwin, DJ Moore. Wow, no one goes running back. That's interesting. So one running back there on the turn. Um, so you still have Cooper Cup, C.D. Lamb, Robert Woods, Adam Thielen, Jamar Chase. Uh, and then at the running back position, Travis Etienne, Miles Gaskin, James Robinson, Jonathan Williams, Mike Davis. Decent options. Don't know that I'm overly thrilled with any of the running backs there. So I'll probably look to just kind of sit here and take a good receiver. Uh, maybe not an elite one, but you're looking at probably Cooper Cup or Robert Woods. Uh, and then you got CeeDee Lamb, Adam Thielen available. So, man, something that we really wants to take a shot on Lamb. I think I might be able to get some value a little later. It just feels really weird taking him as your first receiver and fourth overall pick. Versus a guy like Cooper Cup or Robert Woods. Let's see. They put us at... Yeah, I mean, ADP-wise, it's pretty on par for Cup and for CeeDee Lamb. I think I'm going to go with a little bit more safety here and just grab one of these LA receivers. I'll be able to take some upside shots on some younger guys a little later, but it just seems like investing and banking a lot on CeeDee Lamb, whereas Cooper Cup... You know, I think we're both higher on that offense now with Stafford in town. So going to go Cooper Cup, played a little safe there. And after him, Kyler Murray, Travis Etienne, Tyler Lockett, CeeDee Lamb, and Jamar Chase. 
this is a tough spot for me. Um, the wide receivers that we're looking at, Robert Woods, Adam Thielen, Kenny Galladay, Brandon Ayuk, John St. Johnson. Uh, some in there I'd be comfortable with is my one, namely, you know, Robert Woods would be number one on that list. Um, Deontay Johnson, not bad either. But at the same time, you know, you got Mark Andrews and Hawkinson left, and that's it when, until you hit the drop-off of the tight end tier. And I kind of want to strike there. So I, I guess we could punt the wide receiver position one more round, grab the tight end, knowing we're not going to have to do it anymore, start working on some wide receivers. I am very worried, though. I mean, well, no. You know what? I'm going to pivot because you know why? And I'm sure you already saw this, Will. You know, the, the two teams after me already have tight ends. So in order for mm-hmm. me to get burned, both of these teams are going to have to go to tight ends. So I'm going to roll the dice that that's not going to happen. I'm going to grab my Robert Woods now since I'm more comfortable with him as my wide receiver one. And then hopefully one of Andrews or Hawkinson gets back to me. That would be the ideal situation. We'll see how that plays out. We'll lock in Robert Woods. Um, just more comfortable with him. Adam Thielen's good, but I don't like him as my one. Doubling down on the Rams. Any, any no, thought I think there? it's a good enough offense to do it. Um, <clears throat> should be pretty strong. Um, and part of it's the other options. Like Adam Thielen, probably a solid guy, but not a great like one. Brandon Ayuk definitely could, but you're you're banking on a breakout. OBJ, you just can't trust. Galladay, mm-hmm. I don't really trust. Deontay Johnson's not bad. He probably would have been the option if I waited. Um, and then after that, I mean, it just gets worse and worse. So uh, it, it's largely a factor of the, the other options around him. And uh, it does look like my gamble paid off. So Mark Andrews goes off the board right after. That was kind of worrisome. Um, but then Russell Wilson, Gaskin, Brandon Ayuk to round out the fourth, starting the fifth. Justin Herbert, OBJ, Kenny Galladay, and James Robinson. So Hawkinson does get to me. He's the last guy in this tier that I am really happy leaving with. So we'll go ahead and lock him in here, get the tight end position out of the way, then we can focus more on wide receivers when everything gets back to me here. Feeling goes off the board. Mike Davis, uh, Javante Williams there, 5'8", Dak Prescott, and Michael Thomas. All right, so... Once again, a couple of running backs go. Davis and Williams were guys I was hoping would get back. Kind of just play the turn there that doesn't have any running backs available. Um, so looking still at those positions, not ready to go quarterback yet. We've got Chase Edmonds, Melvin Gordon, Ray Mostert, Leonard Fournette, Ronald Jones, Trey Sermon, wide receiver, Deontay Johnson, Devonta Smith, T. Higgins, Juju, Claypool. So I'm torn here between going Deontay Johnson, I just kind of think is the best overall value of one of the positions there, or going with a running back and getting a receiver in the next round with the anticipation that they're going to go running back behind me, but didn't work out last time. So it really comes down to Deontay Johnson or probably a Melvin Gordon, maybe even Raheem Mostert. Not too thrilled to grab them here as uh, without with only one receiver. So I'm going to go ahead and grab Deontay Johnson and just get that skill player locked in. Have uh, really all of my flex options filled. And I'm you know pretty confident with a uh, you know Gibson Hunt running back, Cup Deontay receivers with Kelsey as kind of the key to the whole cog. So. We're going to go Deontay Johnson after him, Devonta Smith, Juju Smith-Schuster, DJ Chark, Leonard Fournette, Jalen Waddell, T. Higgins. Man, this teams are not going running back. 
That is interesting here in a 14 team. Yeah, Steve. that's not going to work out for them. Um, even the one no. that does have the running back, I mean, to grab four wide receivers, I mean, you could start all four of them. Um, oh, yeah. wait, no, there's five but of them. But one of them's like Waddle. Yeah. Yeah, five yeah, receivers. Five. You got a Waddle in there. You got Devontae Smith, which is a risk. You know, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I don't. Chark is in there. That's not ideal. And, you know, the one with the Eckler, Eckler is a great pick, but you don't even have like an elite tight end or quarterback to kind of balance a little bit. I, I'm not going to like that team. I no. know it. So back on the clock here and we're just, you know, have balance still struck so we can go receiver or running back receiver. You got Claypool, Sutton, Jerry Judy, nice upside guy, Debo, Robbie. Judy would probably be the pick there. Um, just with the little uncertainty with Sutton coming back, it's tough. Uh, you know, them both being there, but um, I think I'm actually going to go with a Denver Bronco, but not either of those two. And guy that we talked about earlier with Melvin Gordon, I know we were, you know, both weren't feeling great about Melvin. Um, but as long as you know the injury isn't serious, I still think he and Williams, you know, will both run the ball a fair amount. And given that this is a league where you're going to need some depth, 14 teams, uh, getting Melvin as my third running back here in the sixth round, pretty happy about that. So we're going to go Melvin Gordon, you know, lock him in as one of the flex options, and really just give uh, you know some, some depth in a league where there are teams that do not have a running back yet. So definitely scary to see that. But Melvin off the board here after him. Claypool, Fant. Chase Edmonds, Aaron Rodgers, and Cortland Sutton. Okay, this worked out pretty well for me. Um, Sutton was somebody that I was going to be looking at. Um, but honestly, like with me getting my second wide receiver at this point in the sixth round, you know, and the, and the options there, I, I don't know if I would have rolled a dice with Sutton. Like, I really like him, but I don't need a slow start off an injury and then you know, Locke just not being good or Judy ascending or something like that and creating a bad story. That put me in a bad spot. So I'm looking at Debo or Robbie Anderson here. Uh, Debo kind of similar to Sutton, you know, doesn't have the big injury that Sutton did, but he's had plenty of injuries and you could easily craft a narrative where he's just not as relevant. Um, And then Robbie Anderson I think is probably the safer of the options. I think with similar upside, a really good year last year with Bridgewater. I think Darnold's probably going to be better than Bridgewater. Uh, you know, they've worked together in the past. Hopefully that means there's some sort of chemistry there. So I think for my two, I'm going to go with Robbie Anderson, get another wide receiver off here. And he's one that I trust as my two, you know, I hate, and at, at the same time, he gives me some sort of upside. You know, I think like a Debo probably has more upside as does a Sutton, not that he's available to me, but I think that more upside, but I think Robbie gives, gives me a good balance of safety and upside. So we'll lock him in there. Makes you feel a little bit better about, you know, waiting for the wide receiver. A lot of uh, running backs going off the board. Ronald Jones, Mostert, Sermon, Gesicki there at 614. Debo finally at 7-1. Judy, Chenault, and Brandon Cooks. That's a shame because at this pick, I really would have liked to go with Chenault and take a shot on a guy there. So taking a look at the wide receivers, we've got Landry Boyd, Antonio Brown, Will Fuller, Hollywood Brown, Michael Pittman. At running back, uh, still got Michael Carter, 
Kenyon Drake, James Robinson, Damian Harris, David Johnson, Zach Moss. So, so pretty solid options. I think um, I'm not in love with the wide receivers here. Landry's not bad. Boyd will probably be fine. So will Antonio Brown, but I'm not in love with them. So I think I would rather go with another running back before this pool really dries up because when it comes back around to me, there's not going to be a lot left of the running back position, especially with what's going on behind you there. Well, with all those teams, you know, some of them could easily take two running backs on both their picks here. So I'm going to go ahead and lock in Damian Harris now. Uh, He's the safest option here. He's got decent upside. You know, I'm sure you can argue that Carter or James Conner have higher upside, but I I think Damian Harris rounds out my running back grouping well um, and provides you some safety. So we're going to lock him in there before all these wide receiver running backs. I'm sure keep going. Landry, Connor. Sniped again. Team 10. Oh, man. man with Carter. Me. Yeah. So Connor, Goddard, yeah. Duke, or David Johnson, and then Michael Carter. Now you have a decision to make. Yeah. So, I mean, there's really not a ton I love at running back. Kenny Drake, Zach Moss, AJ Dillon, Singletary, Hines, Gus Edwards. So at that position, probably going to wait and just grab some depth pieces and, and really be banking on Gibson, Hunt, and Gordon. So here. The thought is receiver um, or quarterback, because there is still a few guys available in Brady, Stafford, Hertz, and Tannehill. So what I'm going to do is go with a receiver here um, and then see kind of who falls uh, since Brady and Stafford, even Hertz or Tannehill, if one of the other two go. But Brady or Stafford, I'd be okay with either one of them, assuming that. Um, one of the two teams who do have a quarterback behind me don't go with a second quarterback, but not a running back. You used to imagine if Team 13, zero running backs, and Pat Mahomes goes with a second quarterback. You can't see me, but I'm shaking my head here. Like, (laughs) We will see what happens there. But we're going to go with the running back position here. And one that, if this works out, I think uh, will be... Either way, I'll be able to get a uh, stack here. Uh, and I'm going to go with Antonio Brown, a uh, guy that I think has been rising on a lot of draft boards because we just don't really know what's going to happen in that receiving core. Um, but I think he's got a very good chemistry and rapport with Tom Brady. The um, offense could support all of them, too, I think. Not consistently. Yeah, like They're not going to have three think. wide receivers, two every week. But Antonio Brown's going to pop off. Yes. Think, plenty. Yeah, and I think you probably get at least two top 24 receivers every week. Um, and it probably will rotate. Like the Panthers as long last as year. you can you know, be in there. Yeah, exactly. A lot like that. So locking him in, him in here, I'll be able to either stack him with Brady or Cooper Cup with Matt Stafford. So, um, so either way, I should be able to get a nice little stack by going quarterback next. So Tannehill goes off the board. Kenyon Drake, Rob Gronkowski, Zach Moss, AJ Dillon, what and Trevor Lawrence. What is happening wow. with this stupid This guy team. goes two quarterbacks and leaves both of the ones that I, I really was like, watch, he's going to go Brady here. And he goes Trevor Lawrence. Interesting. Well, it was an easy pick for me. As much as I do like Stafford, I mean, that offense, we know what it is within Tampa. We know what Tom Brady has. And it really gives me some solidified uh, starters there, just kind of with the uncertainty that we're going to have with depth here. I'm going to feel really good about my starting lineup with Antonio Brown locking that next uh, flex position. You know, maybe want to get some D 
depth at receiver and running back uh, in case someone falters. But overall, I'm feel really good about this here. Anybody you hoping falls to you there? You look thinking quarterback uh, here before I take yeah, Brady? Yeah, I mean, I got to start turning to that direction. You know, Jalen Hurts is, is looking at me as probably the last one that I really like. You know, I like Stafford, but I like Hurts more. Mm-hmm. Um, some other interesting options, but yeah, maybe Hurts here. We'll, we'll see what wide receivers are left over too. Right, so we'll see what gets to you. Brady, Joe Burrow, Matt Stafford, Tyler Boyd, Hollywood Brown, Will Fuller. So a couple of teams going second quarterback, feeling really good about getting Brady there. What are you going to do here, Steve? Well, well, what I'm looking at here is probably Jalen Hurts. I don't, I don't want to wait at quarterback anymore. Uh, you know, a lot of the options there's a drop off. Watson, Fields, Matt Ryan, you know, Trey Lance is interesting, but you know, I'd rather have him as a second quarterback not a first so i want to draft mm-hmm. them three of the four teams after me have their quarterback but clearly that's not stopping anyone from drafting two so uh i'm gonna go ahead and lock him in here we have Corey davis tyler higby robert tunyon and michael Pittman go off to round off the eighth now tunyon and higby they're both backup tight ends next to waller and kittle <laughs> and then uh to start the ninth logan thomas another backup tight end uh baker mayfield singletary Irv smith another backup tight end uh, so things worked out pretty well for me. Um, you know, both Curtis Samuel and Mooney are available here. Uh, I really didn't think Curtis Samuel was going to get to me, but you know, four tight ends going off the board is going to do that. So, uh, I, I can't pass him up. You know, I like him more than Mooney. You know, we've seen more from him. Um, and I trust his offensive situation and coaching situation a little bit more. So we're going to lock in Curtis Samuel here. Oh yeah. 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 Whew. I had a quick flashback and thought, oh, my God, he's a teammate with Robbie Anderson. But that is last year. Oh, man. Okay. Yeah. Anymore. We're all good then. So we're going to lock in Mr. Curtis Samuel there. Naeem Hines goes off the board. Rashad Bateman, Deshaun Watson, Michael Gallup, and Mike Williams. All right. So given that I've now got Brady and I've got my tight end and Kelsey locked up, I'm not looking at either of those positions. So we're going to fill the rest of the roster out with receivers and running backs. Once again, kind of given that scarcity of the running back position, we're going to look to go that first here. And I'm going to get one of my guys here that I've been drafting all offseason. That's Mr. Gus Edwards. Just kind of a tried and true, solid depth piece. Um, you know, most leagues you're probably hoping to have him as your fifth or sixth running back here in 14 teamer, where I'm not getting my fourth one until the ninth round. I'm not, uh, not, not, you know, really fretting or, or uh, you know disappointed in getting him here and then i'll be looking at the likes of darnell mooney henry ruggs maybe even trying to see if i can snag a tony pollard as a nice depth piece um as we just kind of build the rest of the depth of these rosters here but we're gonna go gus edwards first darnell mooney goes he, uh, he, uh, elijah moore henry ruggs Hunter Henry, Justin Fields, and then Tony Pollard off the board there. So a couple of guys is looking at go off the board, unfortunately. Uh, we are going to pivot here a bit then. And I'm uh, going to be looking at the, the receiver position. We've got Russell Gage, Marvin Jones, Amon Ross St. Brown, uh, running back, still got Jamal Williams, Philip Lindsay, Latavius Murray. J.D. McKissick, Kenneth Gainwell, Alexander Madison. So a couple of decent options there. I think kind of the, the top receiver for me is Russell Gage, another kind of 
more just solid piece to have. And, uh, and so we're going to go with Russell Gage as a fourth receiver and have four more picks here to build up some more depth at those other positions. Uh, we have Miko Hardman off the board next, Evan Ingram, Devontae Parker, Matt Ryan, and Trey Lance. Uh, we're going to run down each position real quick here. We got Jamal Williams, JD McKissick, Philip Lindsay, Kenneth Gainwell, Latavius Murray, Alexander Matson at wide receiver. Looking at T.Y. Hilton, Marvin Jones, Nelson Aguilar, Rondell Moore, Cole Beasley, Amon Ron, St. Brown. So some interesting options. You know, Marvin Jones, I'd really like to add because he feels like he's going to be that solid guy on your bench. Uh, you know, kind of like he typically is. He'd be able to fill in there for those bye weeks, fill in for the injuries, you know, maybe has some upside to start flexing. Um, at the wide receiver position, though, you know, Jamal Williams, given everyone's injured, is pretty enticing. Philip Lindsay, technically a starter. You know, in the in the 10th round, that's hard to pass up. I don't know what kind of upside he has, but as a pure depth play, you know, you need some wide receiver depth to get through those bye weeks. So I you know, I don't love it, but I don't think I could pass up on Lindsey. He's the last starting running back here. I mean, maybe Tevin Coleman for a little bit, but I don't think I could pass that up. It's a shame because you like drafting for upside late, but you know, when it comes mm-hmm. to running back, it's hard to find upside at running back late. You know, again, Kenneth Gainwell's here, but he uh, it's a solid depth play and he can fill for some bye weeks or some injuries if something happens. If he is actually the starter, if not, I'm definitely getting burned, but We'll lock him in here. <laughs> we'll uh, see what gets back to me. There we go. So Kirk Cousins, T.Y. Hilton, Rondell Moore, Jamal Williams, Marvin Jones. There he goes. Kenneth Gainwell, Cole Beasley, and J.D. McKissick. So we'll try to strike a little bit of a balance here and grab a wide receiver now. Um, Nelson Aguilar here, potentially the number one for New England, although I haven't heard the best camp reports out of him. Um, from what I've heard, he, you know, the quarterbacks are building rapport or better rapport with other wide receivers. I mean, it's just camp, but we'll see how that plays out. Um, They're practicing with the Eagles this week. And from some of the beat reporters I was listening to, apparently he's looked good against the Eagles second unit, but he's looked like really bad against the starting defense. So, they're not super pleased, I guess, with just the receiving core as a whole. Yeah, and I, I don't remember if it was today or yesterday, but I, I heard that he beat Slay on a play and uh, dropped an easy bomb touchdown. So, <clears> yeah, <throat> not ideal. Um, I'm going to run St. Brown. He has had cases of the drop season. Yeah, especially in Philly. <laughs> that was his thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got Terrence Marshall, Traquan Smith, Jalen Rieger, Gabriel Davis, Sammy Watkins, uh, Jacoby Myers more interesting pick in new England, I think at this point. Um, but I think, and now I don't know if you want to consider this a snipe will, cause I'm not entirely sure that you think he's going to get to you, but, uh, St. Brown, I think is going to be my guy. A lot of good camp reports. Um, I don't with, you know, Woods, Anderson and Samuel, I don't have to have him starting right away. So he can sit on the bench as he kind of gets used to everything. Goff's got to throw the ball to somebody. So I'm going to go ahead and lock him in there. Johnu Troutman, Ertz, Latavius Murray, and then finally Aguilar go off before your pick. Was Amon Ron St. Brown someone you were targeting there? Uh, no, I was really hoping for Latavius Murray. Uh, unfortunately, he didn't get there. And then after him, there's a couple of the receivers I'm looking at here. Rager specifically, probably going to be the pick. With just not too many running backs um, available there. Um, so I'm going to go Rager. He's 
been looking better the last few days at camp. Uh, you know, got my finger a little more on the pulse with this team, but I don't know if you saw the highlight catch that he had today, but it was just like a Odell Beckham level, just ridiculous one hand go up for it over one of the New England defenders and people have been going wild for that. So obviously one catch doesn't make a season, especially in training camp, but if he can kind of get some confidence, you know, playing against another team here in training camp and see what he looks like this week. Not a bad shot here to take this late in the draft. Uh, fifth receiver here in the 11th round. So we're going to go ahead and lock in Mr. Jalen Rager here first. After Rager, Gerald Everett, Chuba Hubbard, Fitzpatrick, Alexander Madison, Jared Cook, and Devontae Booker. So um, in my board here, and I'm wondering if I'm going to be able to get both or not. First one is who I'm going to go with here, Tevin Coleman. Um, we'll see what you do if if the other guy gets back to me here. But I wanted to get you know, at least one more running back, hopefully two. So I feel like I got to go with one from here. And then I've got a few decent receiver options that are available uh, that should hopefully have at least one get back to me. So we're going to go with Tevin Coleman here. You know, starting running back. You know, I wanted Michael Carter. What? four or five rounds ago um, and to get a guy that you know to start the season could be splitting time you know I kind of have the Melvin Gordon and Tevin Coleman that you know ideally are going to be starting early and then have some time to work the waivers um, or trades to get running back throughout the season as needed so I'm going to go with Tevin Coleman here after him Austin Hooper Terrace Marshall Tua Traquan Smith and Tim Tebow, new free agent Tim Tebow off <laughs> yeah, the board. Yeah, it takes a 14-team league to get him drafted. Um, yeah. It's a shame. I did want to draft uh, Gerald Everett here. Uh, you know, Hawkinson, while I have him in that tier with Andrews and, you know, well, just Andrews because I don't have Pitts in the same tier. Um, you know, he is a bit unproven. He's got a lot of drops in his past. So, you know, some risk there. So I want to hedge that with another kind of upside guy with Everett now in Seattle. But that has uh, that's disappeared on me. So I'm going to draft a wide receiver that I mentioned last time or with my last pick here, and Jacoby Myers. Um, again, reports that I've seen is he's the one developing all the chemistry with the quarterbacks. I don't know if that's going to translate into a lot for fantasy. Um, maybe some something decent, but you know I don't need it to. So I'm okay taking the shot with with Jacoby. We're going to lock him in here, and uh, I think I'm going to aim for a tight end here. My next pick, if he gets back to me, Sammy Watkins, Daniel Jones, Gabe Davis, Carson Wentz, round out the 12th to start the 13th, Christian Kirk, Zach Wilson, AJ Green, and Rashad Penny. I uh, will, I don't think, you know, we drafted him a couple times last year. I don't think we've drafted him all this year. I'm going to take a shot on Blake Jarwin, I think. Um, hey, yeah, the hype guy go. from last year. Um, you know, Schultz was good last year without Dak. Um, so I, I don't see any reason why the tight end can't be relevant in Dallas. You know, the concern would be that you can't support Cooper lamb and Gallup and feed Zeke, um, and Jarwin all at the same time. That does seem like a tall order, but you know, let's just take an upside shot and see, you know, what happens with them. If, you know, I see good usage out of them the first week or two and, you know, Hawkinson doesn't work out then great. If he doesn't do anything, you know, it's late. We could drop him at somebody else. So we'll mm-hmm. go ahead and uh, add Mr. Blake Jarwin there. 
Carr goes off the board. Brian Edwards, that's a shame. That would have been a good pick for uh, either of us, really. Kadarius Tony, Shepard, mm-hmm. and Cole Komet. Yeah, he was one of the receivers on my list here, but I do have uh, another one I'm interested in. And the running back that I was hoping for did make it back. And I want to see what you think here in a league like this. Uh, Gio Bernard, uh, pass catching back in Tampa, obviously more of a third option right now, but injuries can occur. And he just seems to be a great fit there with no running back that knows how to catch the ball, you know, knowingly or seemingly. Um, I just think he's a good late round shot here to have just a depth at the position, you know, adding him, as we mentioned, as a, I guess that would be sixth running back. And then be able to come back and get a receiver in the next round. Um, or, you know, if there's no one there, you know, just a, you know, a skill player. Yeah, and he won't be round, James so. White, but maybe a discount James White, you know, and yeah. in the 13th round, that's perfectly fine. Yeah, and that's kind of what we're hoping here. So, Gio uh, is kind of the last RB depth position after him. Ferkser, Paris Campbell, Manuel Sanders, Gary Cohen, James White, and Javion Hawkins. Um, so the receiver, I'm going to go with Edwards. Uh, there's going to be targets to go around behind Waller, and we don't know which one's going to be this, you know, the the number one yet. Ruggs, you know, probably has the inside track given the draft capital that he has, and you know, just the overall skill. Uh, Brian Edwards, you know, different type of body type, so maybe he's in line for some red zone targets. John Brown's the most veteran receiver, I think, on the t- you know on the team or of a relevant target options so I think he's not a bad shot here as you see what you got the first game or two and you know, not not someone that you need to terribly hang on too long so another veteran guy here after going with an upside guy in Rager so I'm gonna go John Brown to round out my draft after him Marlon Mack Sony Michelle Jameson Crowder I guess that's Daryl Williams in Kansas City and teamless Le'Veon Bell off the board surprising there. um my pick is pretty easy. It's really between two people. Um, the one I'm going to draft is Marquez Callaway. You know, with, my, with uh, um, Traquan Hurt, you know, Michael Thomas going to be out for a while. You know, someone's going to catch the ball there. You know, that's a reason for us drafting yeah. Troutman. So I think it's a fine, you know, late round shot to take. Uh, the other option I was considering, though, was uh, Xavier Jones. It's kind of like we, I mentioned before. I'm in the queue as well. Definitely an interesting Yeah, especially shot. for me, who has Daryl Henderson. You know, a guy that's been hurt a lot. You know, between now and the season, he could get hurt. Week one, he could get hurt. He's not somebody I want to sit there and hold all season. But, you know, kind of a hedge to make sure I have another starting running back to start the year. Um, mm-hmm. But I'm going to roll the dice. I'm going to go with Callaway here. Um, I'm fine with either option there. Uh, we have Scott. There goes Scavier Jones, Nico Collins. And Damian Williams goes there with the last pick. So that's going to round out the draft. Will, you want to touch on uh, your team here? Pretty happy overall. You know, not going to really love a 14-team uh, fourteen team league team, given just the lack of depth that a lot of teams are going to get because of the amount of teams here in the league. But overall, I mean, starting positions, I'm pretty happy with, you know, my starting running backs and receivers. And then, uh, you know, Kelsey and Brady seem to, you know, lock and load there, barring injury. So it's really just going to be maneuvering in my flex positions. I do think Antonio Brown should be pretty good. And like you said, kind of more on and off. Um, and Melvin Gordon, I think, is going to be good to start the seasons. And then I've got some depth behind him. And 
to kind of work around, whether it's Gage or Edwards or, you know, if Rager pops off, um, you have some options available there. So, yeah, I'm overall pretty satisfied, you know, especially going Kelsey, uh, Kelsey in the first round. Pretty happy with this team. You know, I do look at the wide receiver grouping and, and get kind of worried. You know, when you're starting three, those three would be Robert Woods, Anderson, and Curtis Samuel. That could work out fine. And, you know, it's not going to be a superstar group, I assume, but it doesn't need to be with that running back group. Um, but it could pose some problems, you know, if, if Terrence Marshall starts emerging halfway through the season and, and, you know, that hurts Robbie Anderson or the Darnold, you know, Anderson connection isn't that strong or Darnold doesn't pick up the offense that well. You know, that can be worrisome, you know. Curtis Samuel, you know, coming off of the injury, working in a new offense with a new quarterback could be a problem. So I could have an issue at, at wide receiver, but I also got the run, the running back depth to make a trade if need be. Nice upside shot with Hawkinson. Mm-hmm. And so uh, overall, I'm pretty happy with that team too. It's interesting. Yeah, yeah. Definitely interesting to see, you know, both of us are satisfied teams. There's some weird, I guess, picks um, throughout as well. But yeah, definitely interesting to see that you can walk away somewhat satisfied here with the uh with the 14 yeah, team league. league that's for sure um and just yeah. check in on our good friend team 12 ended up with uh eckler tony pollard um booker and javen hawkins as a running back group I, that's not good <laughs> no and everett and ferks are a tight yeah, end that, i mean if you didn't get Tannehill, he didn't really have receivers and yeah. Eckler, and that's it yeah that that team's doomed <laughs> uh what a shame Ah, well, that's going to close out the mock. Uh, tune in next week for another mock draft. I think we're doing a 12-team uh, a there on that front. But until then, trust your board.